Our risk engineering professionals do a great job helping us think through the increased exposures with remote work and cybersecurity. The cyber threats associated with remote work for FI professional services can be significant, just given the sensitivity of the types of data that they hold. Hello, I'm David Hilgen. Welcome to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. Mid-sized companies come with a unique set of risks, but many mid-sized businesses do not have the sophisticated risk management departments that larger organizations have. So it often helps to work with an insurance provider that understands their business and has the coverages and services to meet their needs. To support these companies, Zurich North America has expanded its middle market business unit and appointed a number of leaders to head up its industry practices teams. One of those leaders is our guest today. Stan Bernard is vice president and head of financial institutions and professional services, U.S. middle market for Zurich, North America. Stan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, David, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Stan, just to get started, can you help define a mid-sized company? Yeah, sure, sure, David. From an insurance perspective, middle market is the largest commercial insurance sector in the U.S., and there are varying revenue thresholds that try to more distinctly define the sector. However, generally speaking, we define middle market as a company that buys their insurance as a package and can utilize the full breadth of risk engineering claims and underwriting services we offer to meet their business needs. Since you're working specifically with businesses in the financial institutions and professional services segments, let's talk a little bit about the changes you're seeing there. Uh, Many of us have gotten used to working from home since the pandemic began to spread. I know you and I are both in our homes now talking to each other. How has remote work contributed to the acceleration of digitalization in these fields? You know, I think, you know, that's a great question. What we're seeing uh, is accelerated digitalization across a number of industries and especially in the FI and professional services space. While the pandemic has certainly been a key driver for this acceleration, the pace of uh, technological advancements prior to the pandemic had a sort of on a fast track already, right? So the pandemic was very much a compressed or pressure test situation given the scale and uh, speed in which companies had to adapt. As a result, we now know that a high level of productivity can be achieved with a remote workforce. And I think the challenge now is where, when, and, and how we leverage digital capabilities within these industries. The other thing I would add is you know, companies in FI and professional services space had to become even more adaptive, right, with how they approach workforce management and specifically remote work during the pandemic. And companies are now rebuilding their, you know, talent acquisition strategy to hire uh, top talent remotely. We're starting to see more focused hiring in digital roles like software engineers, designers, uh, product managers, and, and data analysts within these industries. So, you know, depending upon the size of the firm, these functions have historically been outsourced and done by third parties. But what we're starting to see are more teams and departments being created within these industries, really bringing that expertise uh, in-house. That's interesting. I, I know that at Zurich, we were well on our way when the pandemic hit. So we were fairly ready to to make the sudden move from telephone calls and in-person meetings to Teams calls. It happened very quickly. Can you give me a little more examples of the, the, the kinds of accelerated digitalization you're seeing in these industries? There's certainly a race or at least 
a gravitational pull to providing a customer experience that is both uh, differentiated and convenient within these uh, industries. So much of the digitalization that we're seeing is geared toward that end, right? So if you take banking as an example, historically, this was a pretty siloed experience from a customer's perspective. A customer who visited a physical branch was likely met by you know, a representative that didn't know what they just browsed on the web or through their mobile device, or if you, you know dialed into a call center, that institution likely didn't have a record of the direct mail offer that you just got. Or if you look at a marketing department that doesn't know to suppress certain promotional messages to a customer who just had a poor experience in a different department, right? So I think connecting these dots is critical to creating that differentiated experience and digital tools that have been used by larger money center banks for a few years now are being used across the size spectrum of these institutions. So we're seeing increased use of AI and machine learning technologies on digital kiosks within bank branches, certainly on mobile devices and in call centers as well, which will allow middle market companies to better integrate various systems and activate data in a uh, seamless way to create a better customer experience. You know, if you sort of pivot to the professional services side, specifically law firms, there's uh, increased adoption of documentation automation technology, which essentially allows law firms to streamline critical processes like document review, document redaction, and form data capture. Some firms are also using AI in the due diligence uh, process, which can more accurately and efficiently support the work of M&A transactions. So, you know, it's really geared toward supporting speed and simplicity and, and reducing costs in that process. So those are some of the examples that we're seeing. You know, I, I got to think that all change uh, comes with a, at least a little bit of risk. How is all this digitalization impacting how we think about risk for these industries? David, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think it's fascinating to see the variety of ways digitalization is impacting how we think about risk. It's impacting how we think about cybersecurity, data privacy, certainly compliance risk, workforce risk, third-party risk, resiliency risk, and automation risk. You know, these areas of risk or exposure are um, impacting PNC lines, specialized PNC lines, and the financial lines. So it really affects risk across the uh, spectrum of commercial solutions available in the marketplace. If you take property as an example, we are already starting to see a greater spread of values within these industries and a shift in the types of property insured. So you're starting to see less real property or building coverage and more electronic data equipment and personal property. Also from a property perspective, the resiliency risk associated with digitalization impacts how we think about the business income exposure and the ability to stay up and running through appropriate redundancies. So, you know, it's impacting property. You look at the work comp arena, we're starting to see a uh, greater diversity of job functions within these firms and the effects of that diversity sort of from an underwriting perspective impacts how we think and analyze those exposures, right? You know, another work comp impact, which is front and center, and uh, specific to FI and professional services is that a lot of these firms are located in large metro areas that can be susceptible to terrorism events. So given how dispersed employee populations are in a remote work environment, we are seeing less aggregation challenges in these large metropolitan areas. So it's making the way we think about risk more interconnected, but uh, also introducing new variables to think about. Well, I hadn't even thought of most of those things, although you did mention cyber risk, and I know at Zurich we've talked and written about that in the past. Can you talk a little bit more about how working from home or working remotely has increased cybersecurity risk for those in the FI and professional services industries? Our risk engineering professionals do a great job helping us think through the increased exposures with remote work and cybersecurity. The cyber threats associated with remote work for FI and professional services can be significant, just given the sense of the types of data that they hold, like legal documents, financial records, 
and personally identifiable information. Employers have less oversight in these environments over their staff and general work environments. So issues around using appropriate company-issued equipment, getting regular software updates, maintaining strong password protection, and also limiting who might have access to the device are heightened exposures to think about. So, you know, it's really about making sure that the appropriate data and equipment security controls uh, are in place because that's really critical. Interesting. Well, thanks for those uh, insights, Dan. Is there anything else you'd like to add to conclude? No, I just wanted to highlight that it's a dynamic space within the FI and professional services arena. So no days like the prior day, right? So just staying ahead of this and certainly staying abreast of the changes that are happening will help drive the change. Dan, you may not be aware, but we like to finish these podcasts with a lightning round of personal questions. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go for it. Uh, Part of business is taking calculated risks. What's the biggest professional risk you took, preferably one that worked out? That's a good one. Um, Early in my insurance career, I decided to sort of take a specialist underwriting route within financial institutions, and I had done that for uh, a number of years. So I would say about eight years or so into my career, I decided to pivot to a general underwriting management role, which was, you know, considered risky at the time, but I was able to, you know, really develop leadership skills in that role and gain broader exposure to a a variety of industries. So I think that has helped me be a much more uh, well-rounded underwriter. What's the most important skill a leader should develop? Mm, There's so much there. I would say, you know, listening is probably one of the most important skills that a leader can develop. I've found that being a good listener helps you helps you get better individually and certainly helps you solve problems, which is what your, you know, your staff, coworkers and, and, and clients expect. So I'd say listening. Excellent. They say that sports can prepare you for life and business. What sport occupied your time when you were growing up? Yeah. So I played a ton of basketball during my uh, childhood. So that occupied a fair amount of time growing up had a pretty early growth spurt in middle school. So I was a center in middle school. And by the time I got uh, to senior year in high school, I was a guard. So that gives you a little bit about my growth trajectory. That's funny. The only sport I played in school was football. And I'm, I'd be honest with you, I'm 5'8", 150 pounds. So uh, <laughs> I, I did not have a future in football. Actually, five, eight and a half. <laughs> Can't teach yourself there. What lasting lesson did sports teach you? It definitely taught me a lot, but I would say the the lasting lesson was um, or is is to really just push yourself and and always compete. And I, I'd say that that's probably the the biggest walk away or takeaway. We talked a little bit about working from home. What's been the best part about working from home for you? For me, not having that daily commute to and from work. You know, it's really uh, allowed me to prioritize my career and family commitments in a way that reduces the amount of tough choices that have to be made. So I'm able to be more present for my kids, you know, after school activities now that, you know, I'm 10 minutes away now versus being an hour away. Sure. Well, it's been a busy year. If you could go anywhere to relax on vacation, where would it be? Yeah, I, I love the ocean and beach. So anywhere in the Caribbean <laughs> would, would, would do for me, actually. That sounds nice right now. Well, Stan, Stan, thank you uh, again for taking the time to talk with me today. And I want to say thanks to all our listeners for tuning into this Future of Risk podcast. I'm David Hilgen. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at ZurichNA.com and join us next week. 
The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.